From Silicon Valley to Wall Street, the promise and perils of artificial intelligence are playing out on the world stage. But what will the next phase of AI adoption look like? Which companies from big tech to startups will dominate? And where do the risks and unintended consequences lie? I'm Emily Chang. Join me at Bloomberg Tech in San Francisco, May 9th, to answer many of the industry's burning questions. Alongside SNAP's Evan Spiegel, Xbox president Sarah Bond, OpenAI's Brad Lightcap, top researcher Dr. Fei-Fei Li of Stanford, and many more. More details and just a few tickets left at Bloomberg.com slash TechSF. The Treasury Department just releasing guidance on the Inflation Reduction Act's hydrogen production tax credit. Some say it could hinder the hydrogen industry in the United States rather than grow it. So let's bring in someone who is directly involved for more on the impacts now on companies in general, let's bring in Andy Marsh, President and CEO of Plug Power. So Andy, your first reaction to the guidance that was issued Friday by the Treasury? Disappointing. Uh, I think many of us feel it did not follow the law. Uh, the people who were primarily responsible for writing it, people like Senator Carper and Senator Manchin have said so. So there is a great deal of disappointment. Uh, that being said, uh, you know, there's a lot of work still to be done. It certainly makes Europe uh, much more attractive than the United States in the near term. So, uh, but there is now a comment period, and Plug will aggressively uh, participate in the comment period. Yeah, there is a 60-day comment period, and I can imagine there will be intense lobbying, Andy. But can you give us some specifics on why this hydrogen credits, which does provide, what, $3 per kilogram of production, why it won't spur more domestic production? Yeah. So, you know, out of nowhere, um, there were three additions that was made administratively uh, by the Biden administration associated with a concept called a regionality, uh, which uh, really limit uh, limits the regions that uh, you can use to generate the hydrogen versus the grid. Uh, I think the one that uh, really has people the most excited is additionality, uh, which limits the use of nuclear power with electrolyzers to create green hydrogen, as well as hydropower. Uh, certainly has certainly puts many of the hydrogen hubs at risk, as well as time matching, something Europe realized you could not implement until after 2030. Uh, they worked on this issue for a long time, and uh, the regulations that stand today states 2028. And we, you know, let me go a little bit more positive. We think uh, from a plug perspective, we can work around the regionality issues. May not be great for the whole hydrogen industry, uh, but it is something we can work around. And look, uh, the documents, hundreds and hundreds of pages. And what we found so far, so far, there is many, many contradictions. And there'll be an aggressive effort by ourselves and others in the industry uh, to help uh, straighten the regulations out. Mm. And also another positive, I can say I've talked to many senators uh, who've tell me that uh, the regula- it will get easier not harder. Mm. So you, we do expect the regulations to loosen up. As you fight some of these regulations, as you fight some of these new rules, what are you most looking for and how much do you expect the Biden administration to actually meet in the middle? I think the Biden administration is hearing lots from 
political appointees, lots from the hydrogen hubs. There were seven hydrogen hubs which were announced in November, which would put at risk. Uh, I'm hopeful uh, that uh, the voices of leading senators, the voices of leading governors, uh, will have as well as companies will have influence in modifying the rules. Uh, to be aligned, quite honestly, with the regu- with the legislation. Andy, it's worth asking also, these new rules, what is the economic impact in your estimation? We spent a lot of time, probably spent millions of dollars working with consultants, understanding the regulations and the impact. And our initial take from our models is that uh, it reduces the hydrogen output in the United States in, by 2030 by 70%. And the U.S. will not be able to achieve its green hydrogen goals, uh, which includes, you know, reaching uh, 30 gigawatts uh, per day by 2030. Uh, We think that number is now in the six or seven gigawatts range. And that's why I think we're confident there will be changes uh, once there is a common period for the regulations. Andy, what do you say to those that say, look, you know, hydrogen might be clean on its own, but when it's used in conjunction with natural gas or some other kind of fossil fuel, it's, 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 a, it's a, you know, a dirty source of energy? Well, I, first I would take a look. I also could say electric vehicles are a dirty source of oh, energy. for sure, yeah. many, For many of them run on coal. But I think it is a, it is a journey. You know, plug is involved with green hydrogen. Uh, which means you have to have a renewable source online to provide the generation. And I think, uh, you know, when we look at it, uh, you're never able to scale the industry to where you need to go unless uh, you provide a playing field that's open during the next five or six years. So businesses can scale electrolyzers which are the key critical component in generating green hydrogen so that they're cost effective. When these laws were written, they were written with the purpose of driving down the cost Mm. of electrolyzers to match uh, fossil fuel generator energy. And uh, by tightening the rules, we actually are delaying ultimately a source of energy, which is important for 26 percent of the reduction in CO2 in time. So, uh, no, it is disappointing. Uh, but I think the administration will keep an open mind and I would expect some changes. Andy, just on a personal note, with plug power on your third quarter earnings call, you did you know, mention the various ways you were trying to raise money. Uh, obviously, the stock has been you know, on a little bit of a journey, let's say, in the last few years. <laughs> Can you give us an update on your conversations with the Department of Energy? Sure. Uh, we're moving it. Uh, you know, we expect in the first quarter we'll be making an announcement. But I think more important... Uh, you know, Plug has a very, very strong balance sheet. Uh, we have a balance sheet that's uh, close to $5 billion. We have great customers. And uh, you know, this, this has been a very tough year. Uh, but it's my experience when you take a look. Uh, does anyone really believe fossil fuels is the answer for the future? And Plug is the leading pure play hydrogen company in the world. So I, I feel confident about the coming year. Andy, thank you so much for your time. That is Andy Marsh. He is the president and CEO of Plug Power. From Silicon Valley to Wall Street, the promise and perils of artificial intelligence are playing out on the world stage. But what will the next phase of AI adoption look like? Which companies from big tech to startups will dominate? And where do the risks and unintended consequences lie? 
I'm Emily Chang. Join me at Bloomberg Tech in San Francisco, May 9th, to answer many of the industry's burning questions. Alongside SNAP's Evan Spiegel, Xbox President Sarah Bond, OpenAI's Brad Lightcap, top researcher Dr. Fei-Fei Li of Stanford, and many more. More details and just a few tickets left at Bloomberg.com slash TechSF.